was I a moron back then or am I a moron now and I never quit being a moron? But either way, backpedaling a little bit on that one. So I just watched a whole bunch of shitty shit for no good reason. I mean, my butthole was puckered. It was evil. Well, it keeps the vampires away and other humans. For me to feel bad for a teenage girl in a horror movie, huh? <laughs> Oh, he's just looking at me like I just started talking Cantonese. See, I can succeed at some things in life. Not much, but some things I can. What? Oh, I'm afraid oh, to just, ask. Oh, no, you just... Uh, <laughs> sound, it, it feels rushed. <laughs> Why aren't we rushed? Yep. We're, we're lucky we're even doing this today. Oh, I, I agree. I, I literally had to... Oh, oh homework. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's like I'm back in fucking school. I've been pretty lucky, like I said, how it's random with us, and lately there hasn't been any. Well, today there was a good 30, 35 minutes worth of homework that I was working on. Oh, just wait till they're a little bit older, because then it gets hard. Cause yeah. you're like, oh, I remember doing this. 25, 30 years ago? What? what uh, how did that work? Do you help Addie with her stuff, or no? Yeah, I have in the past. I haven't... She's 14 now, so she doesn't really need my help so much anymore, but in the past I did, and I'll tell you, that, that new math system, that is for... It is bullshit. Yep, that's what Hudson is, actually, even in first grade. He's working on this, and we're like, what? What is this Greek gibberish? It makes math take five times as long. Yeah, why is that? Why are they doing that? I have no idea, but I, I, I think it's some shortcut to help them in the future where they can just look at a problem and do that do 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 in their head super quick. And in the end, in the long run, I think maybe it'll be quicker for them. But it sure as shit isn't quicker for me. And so I taught Addy Amish math. Yeah, um, that's I know Amish math. Yep, that's what I I'm teaching the boys too. And I, I teach them to learn both systems, you know. Uh, this one yeah. makes sense, and then you got to do your homework yeah. for school. Yeah, to me it's, you know, yeah, I'm jerked over Amish, but I know my addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Yeah, so. more or less. Division can kind of go fuck itself, but... <laughs> yeah. But, oh, my... I was count, counting the minutes. I was like, oh, we're, we're getting so close to being podcast ready, so... Well, the boys, the bell rings at 3.35. There's nothing I can do about that. No, that was, this this works out good. We'll, we'll shuffle our way through this afternoon goodness. And <laughs> Oh, I actually finished a movie. Got to add that to my... When we hit recently watched, I just, I don't want to forget it. And who knows what, what we're going to be in the midst of when we do recently watched. Well, there's a big one for recently watched. Yes. Yes, there is. Depends. How, do you have uh, uh, 25 horror movies to get through again this week? <laughs> oh, I got a bunch. Yep, got a bunch. <laughs> Not that many. Not that many. Uh, but, yeah, I got some. All right. <laughs> so, how's it going? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, fine. <laughs> um, everybody that lives here in this new development is pissed off. Because it, yeah, the, the people that started this thing, they don't really care. So it's the Wild West, much like I said, how many podcasts ago? It's it's the Wild West here. 
and houses can look however they want, um, which is fine if you're not living in an HOA. When you yep. are living in a homeowners association, which there you are? has which we are, Ugh. there there has to be rules that and no, I mean you just tell like it's free for all. Build an igloo if you want. Build a little herd of teepees outside if you want. I guess. <laughs> fine. It's it's just funny how it's like you know, and they already this guy came up with rules and. Oh, it's an Ooh. interruption cast today. Don't even. Oh, don't even. Wonderful, wonderful. We got kids uh, and dogs, and just don't even yeah. try. Um, rules and Shut guidelines, up. and one of them was, uh, you know, you're not allowed to park your work. Tr- if you have a truck that has decals on the side, you have to park it in the garage. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the guy beside me, he's got a just a shit box on wheels with it's dirty all the time. It's like. Ah, I want to egg that thing so fucking bad. Anyway, <laughs> I'm great. Just, <laughs> I don't know if I could do an HOA. We're, we're oh, kind of looking at houses right now, and uh, there was one that, ooh, maybe this one. I mean, they just knocked it down like 30K, and, and I'm like, yeah, they go another 50, maybe we might start talking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, then I noticed on the listing, HOA, 50 bucks a month. I was like, eh. <laughs> And really the thing is, to. a lot of a lot of that doesn't. It's just you're just whizzing fifty bucks away because I know that's what I mean. Either that nothing. or that I'm going to be the one that is getting yelled at or something. Yeah, I just, I don't I don't want to yeah. deal with it. At the place we used to live, uh, that was an HOA and that was a legit HOA. Like there was a reason we paid fees and we could tell why we were paying. You know that it, it it's not that bad. Um, I mean, what is it a month? Is it 50 bucks a month? It wasn't much, but it was still, we could tell, oh, things are being taken care of, and I felt right. like I was in an HOA. This, just strap on your six shooters and put your chaw in and hop on your your horse outside and... Take a dump in Eugene's lawn take, and... Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, the outhouse is gone. Oh. No I way. Almost became attached to that thing. But don't don't worry, there's still an empty lot beside us. Uh-huh. Uh, it'll be back. Oh, it'll, it'll be, be back. back. It, it's that's that's going to be a sequel in the making, right there. Oh, but um, yeah. Other than that, I'm oh, I'm in a fantastic mood. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Giant oh, I, 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 I don't. I don't like doing homework. I, <laughs> uh, huh. mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, oh, uh, what else? Um, oh, on a good and. A good front, uh, Steve and uh, Maynard and I are going to go watch Dr. Sleep on Thursday night, so I'm excited about that. That is by far the highlight of my week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching that, too. Hopefully this weekend. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> you betcha. Uh-huh. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I'm sure I'll be fit to... Fit to kill after the theater experience at whatever. I mean, we have not been having good theater experiences as of late. Oh, you mean as of ever? As of ever, yes. Yeah. Now, Joker was so bad. Well, no, no, but T- Terminator, which we'll get into later, that was a good experience. So that means I'm doing for a... Yeah, so Thursday should be wrecked. It should be good and oh, yeah. awful. Yep. But Oh, how are you? How are, oh, how is... I had a big compliance audit today at work, and uh, all day, and so now I've got <laughs> 50 million more things on my plate. Uh-huh. 
And, uh, oh, some of the regulations of the, of the government, dude, once, once you get into some of this shit, it's so ridiculous. And, and there's just a dollar sign attached to every little bit of it along the way. Okay. It's is just, it's just so dumb. You're texting. No, I'm not. No, I'm actually, I'm making a quick note about the movie that I watched so I don't forget it. Okay. But I'm, li- I'm listening. Yeah. That's just right. so that I, I don't... accept that. I accept yeah. that. There's been a lot of texting in the last couple of Yeah, no, this, this is legit okay. for the, for our show. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Just, oh, now, just now stuff now like your business. Oh, I did. Yeah. I, you're fine. Okay. You're, yeah, you're all, you're back in action. You're back in. I, I don't think I just froze. That was just a face palm. That, that oh, was... <laughs> okay. That's how yeah, bad it you're is. Right. Oh, we just found out today that uh, I don't want to get into too much detail about anything. But if you if you store fuel, bulk fuel, like for your vehicles, like a business, you'll have a fuel tank. Yeah. And your trucks can fill up. That's called bulk fuel. And if you take that truck and then drive across state lines to work, you're in a different regulatory situation, and so you have to inventory that fuel like daily or weekly. And you have to write down your odometer number and log it when you fill up and how many gallons you filled up. And when you cross state lines, you have to register your odometer numbers again so they can keep track of how many miles you drive of other states' fuel in other states. Like, who in the hell could keep up with all of that? So, I'm assuming you have to do that. Yeah, we're going to, we, my boss, I love my boss. Because my brain's rolling around while this person's telling us this, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, the paperwork. I'm going to have to do this and this and this and this and this. I mean, this is going to be a full-time job. And then uh, my boss was like, nah, there's got to be an automated system for this. And a quick Google search. Oh, yeah, there is. Well, we're talking iPads and trucks and GPSs and auto-logging so that when you cross state lines, it ping, it just does it. Oh, nice. Oh, there so, you go. I mean, here comes another couple hundred bucks for Verizon every week, but or every month. Uh-huh. But uh, it's a lot cheaper than $75,000 fines. $75,000. She was telling us about, yeah, one guy that didn't do any of that stuff and got nailed for that much. Like, oh, a... and we don't do any of it. We didn't know we wow. had to. So now we're going to start doing that. That was just one. That was one thing today of the audit. That was one thing. There's about 50 more things that we got to start doing. It's just insane. And all, and really when you look at it, the bottom line is because the state government is man, it doesn't want their somebody else to get their tax money. They want to be able okay. to tax you for the fuel. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all just about nickel government, nickel and diamond. Yeah. every little fricking penny, they can get their little mitts on <laughs> such bullshit. Anyway, that was my day. <laughs> and tomorrow I got to drive be in Pittsburgh by 730. So Hey, speaking of Pittsburgh, Mayhem is coming to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Mayhem and uh, Abbott, I think is how you pronounce uh, that. That is one, like, someday I want to go to a black Norwegian metal concert. And what better concert than the originators of that genre, Mayhem. I would love I, to go to that. That thing would be so... I would have to defer to your... I, I don't, is there a better one? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> oh, Mayhem is... Um, uh, Mayhem is the band that is featured in the movie Lords of Chaos. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And there, there's actually only one original member that's still with the band. Probably because the one guy got murdered 
And the other one uh, went to prison for said murder for a large portion of his life. But um, they are actually, I, I mean, I've, I've listened to their music, especially their new album. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's evil. <laughs> uh, but that's like, it's not, it's certainly not my favorite genre, but I would love to experience a, a black metal show someday. So if they ever come to Cleveland, I think we would go to the Agora. I would definitely, definitely go. But I'm like, ah, oh, two hours for... Anyway. I hear ya. Bert Kreischer is recording his new special at the Agora. Oh, really? Here in like a month or two. Cool. That'll be fun. What is the alternate title of that movie, damn it? Uh, oh, well, I'll ask you when we get to it. You'll know what it is. Okay. Okay, are you ready for the roulette? Yep. Let's do it. Should I do my bit? <laughs> You're too late. find those gems in the rust. Gems in my ass. <laughs> Okay, this episode of The Roulette, it is Amy or Amy or whatever against Rattlesnake, and you're up first. Tell me about Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake from 2019. Uh, hey, wouldn't you know it? A decent, a decent Netflix horror movie. It, um, I've, been, I've been getting spoiled with Shudder, by the way, which we'll get into more of that later. But uh, <clears throat> Rattlesnake was directed by Zach. Hilditch, he also directed 1922, which was a good movie. And, oh, he directed These Final Hours. That was a really good movie, too. I believe that was on the roulette a while ago, or at least I reviewed it. That was in, I think it's set in Australia, where the entire world is going to end. Uh, I think an asteroid or something got too close. Oh, to I, some... thought you, I thought you hated that movie. No, I didn't. Well, it's very, very heavy and depressing. And spoiler warning, it, the world ends. The, I mean, it's... These final hours, there's a reason the movie is called that. But I, I remember it being very low budget, but it was it was well made. So Rattlesnake is, to me, his best, most polished movie. I think even more so than 1922. A uh, single mother accepts the help of a mysterious woman after her daughter is bitten by a rattlesnake. She finds herself making an unthinkable deal with the devil to repay the stranger. That's exactly what the movie is. It's there. That's the movie. It's hour and 25 minutes. Fast-paced, well-acted. Uh, she does... I mean, she. I, I suppose she acts like... Like, being in that situation, she acts pretty normal, considering. Um, there is a... A break-in scene in the movie that I'm like, eh, really? But it progresses the story, which, again, with the, these Netflix movies anymore, I have such low standards that... A passable movie is like, wow, and this is that. It was <laughs> perfectly fine for the roulette. I was never bored when it was done. Like, yeah, not bad at all. That was decent. It's not really gory or anything, but it's counts for horror for the horrorthon. Sure. You should check it out sometime, though. It's, um, I, I bet you'd probably get a kick out of it for what it is. Yeah, it looked okay. I watched the trailer. Okay, I think I might have found that movie. Maybe. We'll see. Okay, 
Uh, are you that? That's it. Yeah, Amy, that's it. Just... Amy A M I is how this is spelled. A seventeen-year-old girl. For... <laughs> really, seventeen? Huh? I would have pushed a little closer to twenty-seven, but all right. Uh, forms a codependent relationship with an artificial intelligence on her phone and goes on a murderous rampage. Directed by Rusty Nixon. Uh, it's okay, I guess. You gotta suspend any belief or disbelief or whatever you want to say on this one because this girl's walking and then, I don't know. She's got some mental problems because her mom died. And, um, her dad's kind of, she's kind of a little bit estranged from him, and he's kind of moved on, and is out banging chicks, and he's rich, and he's bringing chicks home, and then they're there at home, her and her friends, and she's like, ugh, so disgusted with him that he's moved on. I mean, it made it seem like enough time had passed that it wasn't unreasonable, but you still, I guess, shouldn't be slinging chicks here. Then her one friend hates her and is blowing all her boyfriends, I guess, and don't know why. She starts developing a relationship with this AI thing and gives it the voice of her mom and starts calling her mom. And very quickly, I mean, way, way too quickly, like, oh, you should kill her. Huh? Like, all right, that that was quick, but I guess she's got some mental issues, so okay, I'll just kind of go with it. And she wanders around and sets up her boyfriend and with one of these systems to keep an eye on him, and he's a total dick. And then, you know, actually, for an hour and 17, it moved at a pretty good clip, and at the very end, there's actually a couple pretty good kills. But then there's this tag on at the very, very end where it's just like, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Uh, That was not necessary, but oh well. Maybe one you want to throw on for a roulette sometime, just for a couple of good kills, but, uh, most of the time I was kind of rolling my eyes. I mean, it wasn't one of these super slickly shot and, you know, it looks fake. I mean, it, it looked pretty well like a movie. But, eh, it counts on the horror-thon. <laughs> That's pretty much my review of Amy. I love you, Mom. Like, oh, you're talking to a phone. Like, yeah, that's, there's, I was, my mind was wandering as you were reviewing that. I, that doesn't sound good to me. Nope. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next round. Get out of here. You're up first. What do you got? Uh, okay, coming your way on Netflix's Dolomite Is My Name. This is the new movie from Craig Brewer, who directed Black Snake Moan. Uh, let's see here. Eddie Murphy. <clears throat> Eddie Murphy portrays real-life legend Rudy Ray Moore, a comedy and rap pioneer who proved naysayers wrong when his hilarious, obscene kung fu fighting alter ego Dolomite became a 1970s black exploitation phenomenon. This has got a killer cast: Eddie Murphy, uh, Michael Key, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, Titus Burgess, Snoop Dogg, uh, Wesley Snipes is in this. That Chris Rock. I. This looks good. This looks good. Here, I, in my opinion, that's probably your safe pick. Um, but it's Netflix, so you never can tell. Eli is the next movie. (laughs) Um, horror, I guess. A hour and 38 minutes, a boy receiving treatment for his autoimmune disorder discovers that the house he's living in isn't as safe as he thought. This one here, from what I'm hearing, has a really, really good twist. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it kind of makes the movie. And it's one that if you don't take, I wouldn't mind maybe, uh, maybe, 
riding bare, you know, riding bareback on that one sometime. Uh, lastly, don't be afraid of the dark. Don't be. There it is. Don't be afraid of the dark. This is now. This is the 2010 movie with Katie Holmes and Guy Pierce. Fantasy yeah, horror thriller. Yeah, I thought you didn't like this. Um, I, th- you know, I recall thinking it was okay, but I didn't much care for the ending. But uh, it's been so long that I don't really remember it, and I feel like it's one that one of us should. I should either revisit or you should check out. A young girl sent to live with her father and his new girlfriend believes that she has released creatures from a sealed ash pit in the basement of her new home. And the screenplay was by Guillermo... Gil, Judas. Guillermo... Del Toro is the guy that uh, wrote this. Guillermo? That's the one. Yep. What I said, sure. Guillermo something. Oh, it's my jacked over Amish... Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. There, that's your... You got right. a fantasy, you got a horror, and then you got your comedy action something? I'm uh, Coming your way. I'm actually giving you four this week. Uh, first up is Terminal. Uh, a twisted tale of two assassins carrying out a sinister mission, a teacher battling a fatal illness, an enigmatic janitor, and a waitress leading a dangerous double life, starring... Margot Robbie, Simon Pegg, Mike Myers, Dexter Fletcher. I call that safe pick. With that cast, anyway. Uh, Spider in the Web. An aging aging spy is on one last mission, never heard of that before, to redeem his life and career when a mysterious woman appears and the lines of trust with his superiors begin to blur. The hunter may become the hunted in a world of mirrors and deceit. I forgot to put down who stars in this, but it is Sir Ben Kingsley and Monica Bellucci. Oh, okay. Again, I like them. Uh, assimilate. Uh, this kind of a horror thing. A group of friends making a web series about their hometown realize it's, it isn't as boring as they thought when their neighbors start behaving strangely. We got a, uh, oh, I watched part of the trailer, at least what was on Netflix, and it looks, uh, we, we, we might have a, 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 fuck, what's the name of that movie? Oh, Donald Sutherland in the 70s. Oh, oh Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, it might be something like that. And lastly, Shark Knight. I can't remember if we watched this movie or not. I kind of feel like we did, but I don't know. A weekend of beach house debauchery turns into a nightmare for a group of friends when they discover that the waters are infested with vicious sharks. With a vicious... Nice, nice. Nice, nice language there, stupid. Um, So that might be fun bloodletting. Anyway, I thought I'd throw you... I mean, there's nothing super safe in there. They're all kind of chancy, I guess, because I've never even heard of any of them. But mm-hmm. I thought, eh, you got four. So um, what do you want? You know what? I'm, I think that I looked at these over and I don't believe I've watched Shark Knight. I like the director. Um, it's going to be at the very least, it, it can't be any worse than the Ant movie that we watched, which I thought was okay. So I'm like, eh, for a roulette, I'm like, that. that's actually a pretty safe pick to me. I'm guessing it'll be okay. It's not going to be good, but it'll no, be okay. But it could be like, Piranha 3D or something. Yeah, but David R. Ellis, um, he's done some good stuff. Uh, as a director, oh, The Final Destination, that was really good. Snakes on a Plane, Final Destination, oh yeah, he directed fi- Final Destination 2, which was fantastic, and The Final Destination. Man, he's done Damn. some good shit. Uh, I might have to watch Shark Knight. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, what year did that come out? Shark Knight 2011. Yeah, I kind of feel like we watched this. 
Well, I'll find out once I... Doesn't sound familiar to me, I but I don't know. It's a shark movie. I They're all... Yeah, why not? Uh, and I will be taking Duh, Dolomite is my name easily because I'm a fan. Been a fan of Dolomite movies since way back. And I, I saw they were doing anything with Dolomite. I was like, hell yeah. Then it was like that cast, Eddie Murphy. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So I actually probably would have had it watched by now if you hadn't thrown it on the roulette. And was like, oh, well. Shut up! And kids in and out of the house, in and out, in and out. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which makes the old dog start borking. Okay. Dolomite is my name. That was an easy thing. I figured I wasn't sure. My only thing would have been the, it's the two-hour runtime, so if for some reason it isn't that good, you're stuck for two hours. But I I can't imagine it's not going to be at least somewhat enjoyable. All the reviews I've been seeing say it's awesome. So I'm into it. Good. Okay, there you go. Next episode of The Roulette will be Dolomite is my name. Motherfucker! Shark. <laughs> up against Shark Knight. Can't wait. Now, spoiler alert, you win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, are you ready for the part five of the 2019 Horrorthon? The final chapter. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, last we left off, the score was 43 to 62. You were up. The last thing you reviewed was The Witches. And you're up first. What do you got? Okay. Are we going to do the little... Are you have enough time to put the little... Oh, and here's the Horrorthon music. Welcome to the 2019 Movie Freaks Horrorthon starring Eric Bonner and... Eugene Weaver. <sighs> there. <laughs> oh, every time that ends with me going, ah, eh? it's funny. <laughs> okay, me first. Um, oh, I'm just looking over the, the the stuff I watched this last month. Boar, The Ranger, Belzebuth. Uh, where did we leave off? Um, the witches. I just said that. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I guess you did. Uh, so Dog Soldiers is first up for me. This is the German 4K remaster. And, um, for the first time since I've been watching this movie in how many, however many years, this looks like a legit bigger budget movie. The Scream Factory Blu-ray, uh, the only print that they were able to have access to was kind of a scratched up film print and it looked kind of cool in a grindhousey sort of way, but it was like, it just looked beat to hell. And the previous Blu-ray was way too dark. You couldn't see anything. And the DVD was even worse. This is, this is fantastic. It looks great. You can, I've, there's things that I have never been able to clearly see in the movie that I'm able to see now. And the gore is great. Uh, this is Neil Marshall's masterpiece to me. Uh, obviously we've talked about Neil Marshall before. Um, even over the, even over the, over the descent, huh? I, I would pick this over the descent. Yeah. Just because it's werewolves and action. And I love the, uh, the back and forth. It's not, of, I mean, it's not really scary, but it's just, it's a great example of a really, really well-made action horror movie. Do, do this, Neil Marshall, do another, do a sequel and only have like a million bucks or even less. It's my, you know, arm, armchair warrior thoughts, but, um, <laughs> you tell, you tell him, I'm going to call him up and let him know. Here comes a big dually pickup. What are you doing? What? Just no. 
I, okay. He's dropping off a shitter. Yeah, that would not surprise me. Uh, oh, anyway, I, I love Dog Soldiers. It still holds up. Great. It still holds up. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any single part of that movie that is dated. Because no one has cell phones. Um, it's so good. Cool. Back to you. Number 44 for me is uh, from 2010, Monsters. Six years after Earth has suffered an alien invasion, a cynical journalist uh, agrees to escort a shaken American tourist through an infected zone in Mexico to the safety of the U.S. border, directed by Gareth Edwards. And I appreciate this movie for what Gareth Edwards went through to get it made, which was basically as guerrilla filmmaking as you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. I mean, shooting with two actors and by himself and edited by himself and did all the special effects by himself, I believe. And it's, it's fine. I mean, for what, the way that it was made, you could call it a great movie, but it would taking away all that stuff. It's just a lot of walking and talking Mm -hmm. chit chat. And I don't really like that. It ends where it begins and begins where it ends. That doesn't really work for me in this situation because it's like, well, I know where I know what's going to happen. I know I know where they're going, what's going to happen. Uh, so it, it robs it of any tension. Or not any tension, but it robs it of some tension. Um, it's okay. Dude. <laughs> Your dogs like it too. Yeah. I've, I've got three little monsters of my own. Mm-hmm. And there he goes. My office just reeks of garlic. <sighs> it's it's damn near unbearable, and I've got to sit here for another hour taping this thing, and it just just garlic, which of course it comes from me, so it's my own fault. Oh, what did I miss? No, just I'm talking about the smell in my office. No, oh, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's too bad you had to replace that shitter with a bucket in the corner. <laughs> Uh-huh, yep. Uh, 64 for you. Uh, 64 is, well, Rattlesnake. Oh, okay. Um, Rattlesnake. Um, and then uh, Dead and Breakfast. I had hinted that I was going to rewatch this one after probably 10 years, maybe, because I used to love this movie. Oh, I love the hair they used to, because I've been Remember? waiting for you to come around and hate this fucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't hold up. I, the whole way through my... Was I a moron back then, or am I a moron now, and I never quit being a moron? But either way, uh, uh, it's not really funny. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's just rockabilly's in the corner singing. I, at one point, thought this was just brilliant filmmaking. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Sisto is in it, and I do like him. Uh, actually, I do, I do like the cast. Um, Oz per- no way Oz Perkins is in this. No shit. Oz Perkins is the director of, uh, the Black Coat's Daughter. He's, uh, the son of Anthony Perkins. Oh. Did he direct this? Did he direct that movie? Or no, he's, he just- he's an actor in this movie. He directed oh, okay. Black Coat's Daughter. So, um, it can still be a piece of shit then. Yes, yes. Um, I, there, I will give the movie props for being very gory. It does have some really, really good gore, but... Wow, that comedy. And every time that rockabilly band shows up to, you know, crack wise with their rockabilly song in the corner. It, ah, it's, you're not Shaun of the Dead. 
But I went from four stars down to, I mean, maybe two. <laughs> I mean, that's being generous. Uh, yeah. Yay! Lo- Yay! Lots of barn, like, barn dancing and, oh. Anyway. I blind, I blind bought it and on DVD. I think I still have it. And I couldn't, I don't even think I got through it. Like, I think I turned it off. I was like, this is awful. <laughs> and you watched it and. You over the years, you've just told me I gotta, I gotta get on that. That's great, and so that's why I've kept it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I uh, backpedaling a little bit on that one. <laughs> uh-huh. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's not about if you're right in the past. It's if you're right now. <laughs> yeah, and oh, it's. I mean, maybe back then, maybe it was. Uh, I doubt it, but maybe it was really good back then, and I'm just an old cranky old fart but oof, I don't know those jokes they they land with a thud and and silence from the crowd oh and that crowd being one really pissed off Eugene <laughs> okay next up for me number 45 uh, let me see if I got this title right uh, beyond the door Two. is there another title for that oh I'm sure there is that's a that's Italian so there's multiple titles for that is it shock I, oh, yeah. Shock from uh, 1977? I, I don't know. I'm asking. Let's see here. It's I what I got when I... Mar- Mario and La- uh, Lomberto Bava. This was Mario Bava's last... I mean, Mar- Lomb- his son Lomberto took over directing because I believe that Mario Bava passed away, but that was his last movie. Shock. Well, I'm trying to see... Oh, here we go. The film is released in the USA as Beyond the Door 2. All right. <sighs> it was either going to come out my nose or I was going to sneeze like, okay. A couple is terrorized in their new house, haunted by the vengeful ghost of a woman's former husband who possesses her young son. Oh, and I a good have movie. this. On glorious, glorious VHS. Look oh, at that Oh, don't shit. ever get rid of that. Don't ever get... That is collectible right there yeah that's it's awesome pretty. it is pretty um yeah i don't really remember much about it now but i remember enjoying it while i was watching it and thinking that it was a pretty good movie do you remember the jump scare in it the jump scare what do you mean oh there was one scene that the first time i watched it it was like whoa the little kid runs towards the mom like mom and then as the kid runs towards the camera like the, as soon as the kid gets out of frame the like an adult pops up and like goes oh to hug. oh I do remember I, that oh it was oh, so unnerving Judas. it was great holy crap I'd blocked that from my mind oh that I just got goosebumps yeah <sighs> yeah I won't be getting rid of that one I don't know that I'll be watching it anytime soon again but it, it yeah. was pretty sweet good good I That's I a... did enjoy that movie cool now that would be a true October horror movie right there yep uh, okay uh, back to you. I'm prepared. Uh, Don't Leave Home from 2018. Um, this is a Shudder movie. An American artist's obsession with a disturbing urban legend leads her to an invest to an investigation of the story's origins at the crumbling estate of a reclusive painter in Ireland. Uh, another great example of the quality of movies that are on Shudder. I didn't love this movie, but the acting was great. The cinematography the cinematography was fantastic. And it was a really, really novel, unique idea. Um, but 
it kind of, to me, it kind of fizzled out towards the end. There is a great scene when you start to figure out what's really going on. Uh, very menacing and like, oh, geez, okay, a bit culty. But the end, they, I felt, I felt like they tried to go happy ending when it would have been better not. It would have been much better had they really doubled down on the cult stuff, but they tried to end it on a more positive. But still, having said that, uh, I think I gave it three stars. Uh, I probably would have given it an extra half, maybe in a full star, had they really gone towards the uh, more bleak ending that I thought that the movie was heading towards. But, oh man, it's really, really good. That's how you make a low-budget movie with only a few actors. That's how you make it well. Like, just Everything about it was very cinematic and good acting and just dreamlike pace. It's a, it's not fast paced, but it's, that was good. That was one that I could see myself revisiting that one in another year or two. Cool. Uh, next up for me is the sacrament. A news team trails a man as he travels into the world of Eden parish to find his missing sister, where it becomes apparent that this paradise may not be as it seems. And this is still a good movie. Uh, at, not dissing the movie itself. Not really a great one to watch this this kind of current political climate that we're all mm. surviving in right now. <laughs> I kind of wanted to smash my TV a few times, and then it gets the ending gets real creepy. And you know, back to what you were talking about an episode or two ago about found footage and how mm-hmm. some of it holds up and some of it doesn't. This. I just don't understand why, I completely agree with you, but I don't understand why in some of these found footage movies, if you really think about the framing, it's so unnatural sometimes. It's like, why, who would swing a camera like that? Even if you were just running, it wouldn't look like that. But the way they're doing it, it's like, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. through the wood. And, it, and it, it, it's nauseating. And it doesn't have to be like that. Even if you're just flat running away, not trying to film anything, yet it's still staying on somebody. Okay, if you're running away from somebody with an axe in terror, you're not going to try and keep the frame on them. No. It it just... And, and this movie suffered from some of that when it got to some of the action scenes, or the running. Ah, yeah. Anyway, the movie is still good. But, uh, yeah. Let's maybe watch it another time. Yeah, yeah, I... I understand. Know what I'm saying. Back to you. Yep. Satan's Slaves from 2017, a title that simply cannot uh, live up to what's on screen. There's just, that's too cool of a title. Uh, However, this is still a good movie. Indonesian movie, I might add, from 2017. After dying from a strange illness uh, that she suffered for three years, a mother returns home to pick up her children. Um... At an hour and 47 minutes, and I get it. I think some of my problem with this movie is uh, it's lost in translation with the, the culture. There's a big culture gap there, and some of this stuff, I mean, I'm I'm sure that if I were Indonesian, I would get more of, uh, of kind of what's going on, but it was kind of difficult to figure out what's going on in this movie. It's still pretty scary, very well made, uh, but it goes on far, far too long. Um Still beautifully shot. Um, I, I just, I, it's at this point even hard for me to remember everything that was going on in the movie, but very ghosty, culty stuff. And I, it should have been 
I should have liked it better than it, than I did. I, I think it's a very well-made movie. It's just, I, I'm probably because I'm, I'm from America and it just, it didn't quite click with me, but okay. it felt very, does that make sense? Like it yeah, felt I get very what you're much, saying. I've, I've felt that disparity before. But that's one that I've been wanting to watch on Shudder and I'm like, you know what? It's October and what better title than an October horror movie right there? Yep. Next up for me is Happy Death Day from 2017. Oh, here we go. A college student must relive the day of her murder over and 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 over again in a loop that will only end when she discovers her killer's identity. And uh, this is a good movie, and I am giving it a thumbs up, but there are going to be some criticisms in here. And some spoilers. So if you haven't seen Happy Death Day, too bad. Here we go. I I quite enjoyed it. I, I like the setup. I uh, They set it up as murder mystery, in a manner of speaking. It, oh, it could be this person. Who could, it, who wants her dead? It could be this person, or this person, or this person, or this person. You know, they start setting up so many people that... You're like, okay, it's one of those you're just going to have to wait till the end for you to tell me. I've got suspicions, but you're pointing at too many different people. And as it went on, it's like, I still, I've got a, I've got, you know me, i got to figure things out. I've, I've got a hierarchy of people that I think it might be. And we'll put a pin in that till we get okay. a closer to the end. Now, in the, sort of in the second act or towards the end of the second act, they start, she ends up in the hospital and they start setting up this idea that, while she is dying over and over and over, it's actually hurting her. Okay, so now what we're doing is an actual science fiction-y thing. So, I wish they would have explained, well, why is this happening to her then? They never, they never explained why. It just, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, like, I do, the, yeah. Almost like a time travel thing. Or what's the, conne- uh, the connection with this? Does it have something to do with the serial killer? I thought that they were going to have a cool... When he had all these pictures of different girls, I, I thought he was, there was going to be this cool connection where he has some kind of superpower and can trap these girls in a loop where he gets to kill them over and over and over a bunch to satisfy his serial killer he needs or something. No, they just, then all of that just kind of went away. And guess what? On my hierarchy list of who might be the killer, number one, yeah, I was right. I was the, right. I ended up being the, right. The roommate? Yep. yep. Called it. I called it. Hoo ha ha ha. The lead actress in that movie was fantastic, though. She was great. Yep, Thought I she agree. Was funny, beautiful. I, she was awesome. Yep, and I liked her dorky boyfriend, too. Yep. Boy, part two, though. Whew. No, no good. No Not bueno. so much. Oh, I, I, you might like it. It's, it's like they completely do away with the horror, and it's straight up more science fiction, I guess. I didn't. I, it didn't is work is for it me. her again? Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah, she's... Yeah, she's looped into it somehow, and I know that didn't work for me. I think I'm good on that. Okay, back to you. Uh, okay, next up, this might be the... Uh, granted, I've watched the, the Exorcist, and I've watched a bunch of you know classic horror movies in October, but this here is complete and total gem in the rough. Uh, might be my favorite new movie that I've seen for Horrorthon October 2019, Monster Party. Uh, I believe that I messaged you and the uh, the other movie freaks about this movie. Uh, this is from 2018. Uh, about it's basically it's uh, three young thieves break into this, or they pose as um, uh, 
don't know, uh, dinner servers at this big, this big party at this very, very wealthy family's house. Uh, and there are, the whole plan is to rob them blind because one of the guys, his dad is, uh, being held for a ransom because he's a gambler who actually I believe that's Bill, uh, the comedian Bill Engvill plays that role, the dad. Anyway, this movie is fantastic. It is exactly how to do a, I, I hesitate to say comedy, but there are some brilliantly black comedy bits in this movie. The, uh, it's a family of killers basically, uh, that are living in this house and they have this big, Killer party. The cast is so good. Um, Robin Tunney is the mom. And I'm like, boy, she looks so familiar. Who is she? Well, she was one of the girls in The Craft, which I didn't much care for the, that movie. But anyway, she was She was she in another it. horror movie that we know from the 90s that was better than The Craft. Um, let's see. Uh, Empire Records. It was uh, something, something religious, I think. Oh, the one with uh, Arnold and... Um, Gabriel Byrne, I think. Oh, okay. End of yeah, she, you're right. End of days. Yep. Uh, here we go. Okay, so this is funny. Uh, so my favorite character in the movie is uh, this killer mom and dad. They have a daughter and a son, and the son is so deliciously evil. He's he's so great. So I'm like, who is this guy? Like I, he he was so perfectly cast. Kian Lowley is his name. So I'm like, what else has he been in? So he's, yeah, he was a character in the movie The Chosen. We all we both remember The Chosen, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that. So hey, you can, you can grow as a, as a person, as proven here, because he was awesome in this. Everybody was awesome. Like, our anti-heroes, I guess, because they're breaking into someone's house, were great. I loved Every character in this movie, I loved the where it went. It gets a bit unrealistic towards the end, but I didn't care. At that point, I'm like, I want more gory mayhem, and that was so good. It was so... It, I would say that Haunt and this, and I think there was another one that I watched. I'll have to go back through the list, uh, are definitely the star players of uh, the Horathon this year. But that was fantastic. Listeners out there, if you have Shudder, check out Monster Party. I'm not sure if it's available on Blu-ray. If it is... It's worth the purchase because I'll be buying it. Cool. Uh, next up for me was Amy. And that counts as a horror. <laughs> okay. Back to you. Oh, okay. I'll let you go back because I only got maybe one more. Okay. Um, Creep Show. I uh, last episode I had said that this is going to be the season finale uh, during this week's taping, and so I watched that. So uh, I'm going to review. The previous week and then this current week. Is that, so the, is that five and six or three and four? I think five and six. Okay. Epi- yeah, seasons or episodes. Seasons. Episodes five and six. Um, Night of the Paw and Times is Times is tough in Musky Holler. Uh, there is not one. I mean, this this show ranges from good to great. Um, this one here, a murderer breaks into a funeral home for shelter and finds a monkey's paw and a man who knows how to use it. That was good. Has a good twist ending. Um, is that where monkey paw gives wishes? Yes. Oh, yeah. They, that's been done before. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, but it's still, it was, they actually have a unique take on it this time. It, it okay. was good. As I say, are they uh, just remaking Creepshow episodes? 
No, no, no. These are all new things. This was, I mean, it was completely a different take on it. Uh, th- and then the last one, um, this time's just tough in Musky Holler. Like, I feel like the episode was only like 15 minutes. It was short. But the whole town turns on the mayor and his cronies who have controlled the town for far too long. And this is uh, very much <laughs> a fuck you Trump's America type story, which I dug. So there's that. I'll leave that there. I don't want to get into that too much. Um, here's the gem of the entire season is the uh, last, the second to last episode. Or the segment on the last episode. Skin crawlers. A, do- a doctor comes up with a cure for weight gain, uh, but things go awry. Oh, oh, that was wonderful. It was so good. It was so gory, and that was, like, perfect. That was by far the best episode of all of them. Uh, unfortunately, it's followed by the Silver Water of Lake Champ. Plane, uh, which Tom Savini, I guess, directed this one. I don't know why they ended on this one. I mean, we talked about this before. The order of episodes. Yeah. Why they ended on... It was it was okay. Uh, but it's... A creature lives in the water and a... A, a little boy is being abused... Or a kid's being... Ab- no. How is it? A teen girl and a boy are being abused by this drunken asshole stepdad. And then... Uh, whatever. It... Way too... It didn't work. I mean, the acting was fine. The creature... It was... Everything was okay. But it was... Like, really? We're ending on a downer? Like a... It's depressing. This is depressing. Um, Yeah. Skin crawlers, though. Hell yeah, that was awesome. But as a whole, that is a... A great horror anthology series that I was... I was impressed with. I was expecting... This to be kind of junky, but man, those were those were good. Big thumbs up. Cool. <clears throat> okay, I have uh, one more maybe, but I've got a. I got to get permission. I'm because I'm being honest. I could have just counted it, but I'm gonna be honest. Okay. Uh, now this movie is two and a half hours long or thereabouts, and the one night I was watching it, and it was October thirty first, and I was having. Just a delightful time watching it. I watched over half of it. I checked the time. I was over an hour 15 in. But then I had to, I got called to do wife and kid and family stuff. And I could not finish it that night. It was just too late by the time they all went to bed. So I did finish it on the first. But I thought maybe since I let you slide on the alien hour 15, hour less than hour 15, I might I might weasel my way into a one more point here since there's no chance of me beating you anyway. Uh, yeah, you but, know, actually, that, that brings up a good point. We should maybe have a new rule that if like if it's the last day and we're getting I mean, I'm an old fart. So I fall asleep during these things. So maybe on the last day, if it's over halfway done and we finish it the next day, just count it. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. So because I actually, go? there was, a, yep, I was, I, I was much, I was actually, I think an hour into my last movie and then I finished it the next day. So there we go. Okay. I, like 20 minutes left of the movie. I finished it. As long as you had the button, not just like you hit play and then you went to bed. Yeah. Know, yeah. Get half of, I have, I was over halfway done with the movie, but okay. Now I get to talk about it. Yay. All right. Uh, so I always got to end on a strong note because the horror thon takes it out of me. 
Because I get all wrapped up in watching short things so I can maybe win, but well, that didn't work this month, so I just watched a whole bunch of shitty shit for no good reason. Uh, so I thought about The Witch, but I was ah, I really want to check out It Chapter 2, but before I do that, I want to go back and rewatch It Chapter 1. So the last thing I ended on was It Chapter 1. And this is my second watch of it. And the first watch, I was so, one of those, it was one of those times where I was so excited the drinks started flowing, and then I was like, huh, what all, I'm trying to remember everything that happened in that movie. I remember, but at the same time, like, I, it, some of those clown scenes were so startling and scary the way that they filmed them, I, the, the drinks just started flowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so this time, I kept it a little more straight, and man, oh days, those, some of those clown scenes still make my skin just, just, it's like my skeleton's trying to crawl out of my body. All the hair on my neck stands on end. And just his performance, Bill Skarsgård, is so freaking good and unnerving. Uh, I am going to watch part two sometime here in the future. I promise to wait for Addy, so I might have to wait till we can rent it or something. Uh, but uh, I am looking forward to watching that one, even though it has gotten mostly a lesser response than the first one did. And just, man, some of the chances this movie took to stick to the book and to, to keep the goriness with the children and keep the R-ratedness with the children. Some of the th- things are just, oh, unnerving. I really like at the end, which we predicted it. We talked about this before the movie ever came out, that they're not going to stick to the book's ending. As far mm-hmm. as with yeah. the, as far as the kids and the promise they make, I said, just do a little cut your hand, blood shake or whatever. We talked about this on the show. And yep. what did they do? Exactly that, as they should have, as yep, King should have, you freaking weirdo. <laughs> uh, and that ending works so well that, uh, like that part of it, you, I, I actually have an emotional response to that part. I was almost getting teary, in a, in kind of a good way, and kind of the uh, a way of like the end of, uh, um, oh boy, what a day! I can't bring up any freaking names. Another King book. Stand by me. I was just gonna say, yeah, it seems like Stand by Me, yeah. Yeah, as they're walking off and fading, and yeah, uh, just a pretty damn good movie, and about as good as you could expect as far as an adaptation of of the book. I mean, if you go straight up exactly like the book, first of all, you're gonna need about three movies to get through the first half of it. Yeah, just with all the backstory they tell about. I mean, I've said it before, but in the movie, what? Uh, it seems like maybe dozens of kids died, and in the book they talk about 300 kids died. I mean, uh, hundreds yes. and hundreds. Correct. So, I'm really looking forward to checking out the second part and seeing how they deal with the more of the origins of, of uh, Pennywise, and how they deal with the end. Because I don't really remember the end, and I think after I do that, then I'm going to get the audiobook of it and, and dive into that, because I, I haven't read it since high school. Such a great book. I don't really remember how the book ended all that much. Uh, okay, other than that one, ugh, well, that was halfway, I guess. Okay, that's it for me. Forty-nine. I okay. even though I didn't beat you, it's. I mean, the goal is really thirty-one. So forty-nine, I count as a win. Yep. Uh, last movie for me. I I thought you know I. I went out on a good note last year for the horathon watching it. Uh, wow, what's that movie called? The um. Not It Waits. Not the thing where... It follows? It, it follows. Yeah, that was my last movie of the horathon last year. So this year I'm like, let's 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 go crazy and watch something that is probably pretty much guaranteed to be shit. So Jacko from 1995, Fred Olin Ray, uh, 
Wow. Wrote this thingy. Uh, Steve Latshaw directed it. It's 90s in the worst possible way. Uh, a killer with a pumpkin on his head uh, kills people. Awful actors in um, with the, the cameras that they're using in this movie felt like cheap 90s film cameras, I guess. I mean, yet it, or it looks like news. I, oh, it's awful. Awful. Linnea Quigley is in it and she gets naked for a long shower scene for no apparent reason, but so, okay. That's kind of what she does. Yep. There are lots of fake blood thrown across the screen. Awful. I mean, it's awful. I, okay, I gave it one star. That's about right. Um, and I was actually, my, my wife and kids were out trick-or-treating, and I'm like, you know what, it is like 20, like the wind is like 20 miles an hour gusts, and it's freezing, and it's uh, raining. I'll be passing out candy here in the house. So in between people showing up to trick-or-treat, I was watching this slop. Um, yeah. <laughs> perfect, but, perfect. Yeah, but uh, hey, it's a horror movie, and it's set at Halloween, so that's how I ended my 2019 horathon. I don't think your horathon ends until December 31st. <laughs> yeah, then it begins on January 1st. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Because since, since Jacko, I've been watching, um, yeah, nothing but horror. Like, literally, Terminator is the only thing that I've watched that's not horror. And even that, eh, a little bit horror. Uh, they, some of them do count, but this one did not. I couldn't find anywhere that gave Terminator his horror. Yeah. Or we would have talked about it. Well, it would have gotten counted. Yeah. So what was my final tally? Did I, did I hit 70 then? 70. Nice. All right. See, I can succeed at some things in life. Not much, but some things I can. <laughs> Beat me by 21. Bastard. <laughs> ah, well. Can't win them all every year. Every every single time. Besides, I, I think you'd get... You'd be in bouts of depression if I just kept beating you at watching horror movies. Oh, yeah, and you beat me in the Fantasy Movie League by, like, such a small amount that I'm like, I, I need a win here. I need a win here in life. And <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, uh, that's it for the Horathon. No, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> Just be more work for me. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, are you ready to go on to Recently Watched? Uh, yes. Okay, you're up first. I well, literally I... only have one thing to talk about, so... Okay, well, let's start... Let's just do this now. Let's talk, and we can go full spoiler, too. Terminator Dark Fate. Okay, Terminator Dark Fate. Here we go. Full spoilers. You've been warned. Yep. Um, I'm going to start by saying uh, this movie uh, is bombing. And so and now all the... Um, to me, at least, uh, there's just nothing but griping and bitching and moaning about this movie. And I don't know why. I'm still like, what? Why? Uh, they okay? They killed John Connor. Uh, all right, I'm okay with that. Um, we, this, we all I, expected that as soon as yeah. we heard that he was in it, but he's not on like, the poster. Then yeah, he's probably gonna die. He's gonna right? die. Yeah, I thought this was great. I was action packed, uh, R-rated, good acting. Schwarzenegger's good in it. Linda Hamilton's even better. I, I, I'm, I was shocked. I'm stunned. At one, how much I liked it, and two, the amount of hate this thing is getting. And I wonder if it's getting this much hate because of uh, T3, Salvation, and Genesis. That's some of it, but the one complaint I heard uh, the other day on the radio, and it was, I guess it's something that they're talking about, but I haven't heard anybody talk about because, 
I don't go on too much jackassy sites, but I guess people are complaining it's it's woke. Oh, it's a woke Terminator. It's too woke because it's all <sighs> girls. It's all girls fighting now, and they had Who to cares? kill John Connor to make put a girl in there so it could be girl power. It's woke. I never once thought of that while watching the movie. No, not once. Didn't even cross my mind. Schwarzenegger's in it, and he's a badass in it. He's a 70-year-old T-800 badass. He was great. I, I don't get... Ah, uh, that's stupid, but whatever. I'm just telling you what I heard. Yeah. I, I just rolled my eyes and said, well, go f- fuck yourself then. Don't go watch Terminator movies. And they're not. And they're not, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's why the masses aren't going. I think they're probably so confused by the previous timeline that they're just eh, or i don't know i don't know i thought it was pretty damn awesome and i had my list of what i think is going to happen in this movie from the trailer i'm like i i was never blown away by the trailer because i thought it gave away too much plot stuff um and i'm happy to report that i was pretty right on most of the trailer stuff i just had it in the wrong um lineup I said, I'll bet when they're riding that train, that's the final shot, and they're riding off into the sunset, and she's got to get pregnant or something. Mm-hmm. No, that was like in the... Most of the trailer was in the in the first act of the movie. This thing hits the ground running, and the action scenes, when they start... When they fire up and get going, they almost... They they don't let up until you can't breathe. It, it, it gets to a point where I was... Guys, okay, I'm ready for a break just so that my eyes can rest and I can catch my breath. And I say that as an absolute com- compliment. <laughs> I loved it. Um, Me too. The Terminator is scary again. Yep. We haven't. I don't feel like we've really had that in a couple of episodes. Of, or you know. Yeah, that guy was great. I love that he could like his ec- ecto endoskeleton. Endoskeleton. There you go. Ectoskeleton. You no, dumb. I don't think that's right either. Oh. Because um, an endoskeleton would be outside. So his let's just say his skeleton departed from his liquid form. There we go. <laughs> that works. I'll accept that one. <laughs> yep, that was cool. But when they, I mean, at first I wasn't too intimidated by him because he just looks like a normal guy. And, uh, uh, but then when he got the first, was the first fight with him in the factory? Oh, that was so good. <laughs> he was so pissed off and so mean and so fast. The yeah. Way that he, Tim Miller filmed that the action was so tight. It was like, holy shit, run for your life. Even the enhanced human protector person was just, let's get the fuck out of here. And it's not perfect. At the end of the day, this is the Force Awakens for Terminator. It's Terminator 1 mushed into Terminator 2 and set a little bit in the future, and it's the Force Awakens. It's the same story plot. They just altered a little bit. You know what? I'd still rather have the Force Awakens than uh, Attack of the Clones. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I can watch yeah. these movies forever. I hope to make... Well, I think it's doing okay overseas. So event, between that and I hear a lot of people saying, I don't want to go to the theater. I'll rent it. So it, it'll it'll probably make its money back. Enough to warrant another sequel. Uh, we seem to do this every few years. Here comes yeah. the new... They trot out a new one, whether the last one got praised or not. And they haven't gotten praised since T2. I really wish they would continue this storyline, though, with the... Um... Skynet's done, and now they're going. There, there's a new, you know, AI type thing that's taking over. That's going to take over, and it's just know. a new Skynet. It's the same shit. Yeah, yeah. I was but explaining the, this to a friend who saw it too and really liked it. Uh, they were like, "Why would after Skynet was destroyed, would they keep going and make another one?" 
Why would humans do that? And I said, well, you're not, you're looking at it from the point of Sarah Connor, and you need to be looking at it at the point from the people who developed Skynet. They think they're making an AI system to protect the world and protect especially, you know, us from outside missiles and whatever the hell. And then one day, along comes a fugitive mass-murdering cop killer that they haven't been able to catch since the 80s, who somehow hooked up with a uh, escapee from a lunatic asylum and her punk son, and they came and blow, blew up our peace, peaceful AI-building yep. mission. Well, of course they're going to keep building it again. They, it just seems to them like a couple of crazies came and blew up their building. They don't know anything about anything. <laughs> They're not like, whoo, they really saved us from the future, from Terminators. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So, you know, they delayed it a while, but eventually, well, they called it something else and went back to developing it, and then it became a Rev-9 instead of a T-800 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But even when they were, even even when they were fighting them in the future, the, the tentacle ships come down. I mean, everything was more pissed off, more dangerous, just seems inescapable. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again. I, I That was great. I was never bored. It was over two hours. I was never bored. Good acting. Great action. The humor uh, works? The humor worked, I think, better than... Although, I will say, some of the Schwarzenegger humor in uh, Genesis was legit funny. Yeah. But this was even better. Carl, you see. <laughs> I'm not fucking calling you Carl. Yeah. Oh, and Linda Hamilton was just... Oh, she was just... Oozed badass. She just looks like she's been smoking Marlboro Reds for like the last seventy years. <laughs> oh, and when she the whole text messaging thing, she says, "I don't know. I just get these messages, and then I show up." And it, it always says for John. As soon as the, I, I heard that plot line, I was like, eh, "It's Arnold." Yep, mm-hmm. it's Arnold. <laughs> Good stuff. I yep. quite dug it. I can't wait to add. That'll be a Blu-ray on my shelf with the rest of them. Same and here. I might actually go back and watch four and five again. I haven't watched those in a while. Yeah, but three. I've watched it plenty. I'm good. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Oh. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, just people complaining about this movie. I'm like, have you watched three lately? If not, you should. That's what I say too. And they're like, yeah, it's the, I, well, the one guy said it's the best of the series. I was like, just get out. Like, I don't even talk to people that do that kind of stuff. Just get out yeah. of here. Agreed. Uh, that's all I have is Terminator Dark Fate. So Okay. Back to okay. you. Anything okay, else? well. Oh, yeah, I've got... Huh, let's, here we go. <clears throat> let's review some more shit, shall we? Um, and by shit, I mean movies or there's, you know, ranging in quality. I'd explain myself because... Um, uh, just because. Because um, there's a bucket of literal feces in the corner of your office? Oh, uh, my office. See, I eat garlic a lot. <laughs> well, it keeps the vampires away. Oh, it does. And uh, and other humans. And other humans. And, oh, it's like I'm in my office and the door is closed and I'm just, there's this cloud of, if it'd be a color, it'd be green, I think. You know, just like this green... <laughs> Like, just take a knife. I could, like, slice it with a knife. It's so thick. Anyway. um, Garlic farts. There you have it. Um, Just uh, write that right at the top. (laughs) Uh, Haxon from 1922. The first 
silent film I think I've ever bought. Uh, Criterion Blu-ray. I must own this movie because it's like the first horror movie and it's about witchcraft through the ages and it's going to be awesome, right? Hmm. Hour and 46 minutes. Silent film from 1922. Like almost 100 years old. Which I respect and I appreciate. Also, I... You know what? These old, old, old movies are just not me. They're just not my... It, they don't work for me. Silent film does not work for me. They actually... There's an orchestra piece playing throughout yeah. this, but it's all, you know, it's... Someone will mouth something and then the words come up on the screen and whatever, but I I appreciate what they did, especially for 1922. But, good God, I was bored. Oh, my God, was I bored in this thing. Like... It's broken up into seven different parts, you know, Inquisition and witchcraft, uh, like torture devices and figuring out if someone's a wit. I, I, it's already escaping my brain. It was just, uh, I, the, the restoration is fantastic. So it looks great. Uh, and it, it just, it watching it, you feel like you are watching an important piece of film history. I, I did notice, uh, little nods. From newer movies that come from that movie, the uh, Pazuzu statue from uh, from The Exorcist, uh-huh. which is one of my favorite parts of The Exorcist, is in this like right in the very beginning. I'm like, oh, that's the Pazuzu thing. Uh, that that was cool. Uh, and there's just some like just some possession Exorcist type ripoff movies that they took they took bits and pieces from this movie or ideas from this movie or I guess this movie. Is made from folklore, so I guess it would have come from folklore. But anyway, I'm I'm glad that I it's a checklist movie. I'm glad I watched it. Good chance I'll probably throw that up on eBay because I cannot imagine I'll ever rewatch it. So, but I did watch it. Cool. There you I, go. Uh, I guess I was at a friend's house for a get together the other night. We were chit chatting, and we oh well, let's see what's on their fire stick, and oh you got a jailbroke fire stick so anything mm. is on here so we watched uh thor ragnarok kind of in the background and then i was telling him about joker so we watched that again <laughs> wow three times huh yeah i did, i mean it, they were just getting to the end and it was time to go but yeah so i guess there's something <laughs> yeah yep um i rewatched um the black coat's daughter I think I like this movie more every single time I watch that movie. That movie is fantastic. It's so scary without being jump scary. The acting is great. Uh, in fact, after watching it this time, I'm like, okay, what else is Oz Perkins doing? Because this was from 2015. Direct more movies. And I see that he is, um, he directed, uh, let me just find it here. Gretel and Hansel. Uh, oh, it's that new one. Yeah, and uh, the, the, not the Witch Hunters, the other one. The no, no, one. no, Gretel and Hansel. This is um, creepy trailer. Oh, it's oh, it's great trailer. I can't wait. That's July or January thirty first. That is all me because he is. I didn't much like um, the uh, I'm the pretty thing that lives uh, in the house, but I I feel like I should give that one a rewatch because I love Black Coat's Daughter so much. That I might need to give that one a rewatch, but Black Coat's Daughter is, I think, one of the best horror movies of the last ten years. I would put that up there 
maybe not quite as good as Mungo Lake, but for me, Black Coat's Daughter is one of the best horror movies of the last 10 years. It's f- fantastic. Uh, um, I'm trying to see the girl that was in that. I always recognize her from something else, and I can't remember what. Emma Roberts? No. Or the other one? Kierna Shipka? Shipka? Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to see here. She's, uh, yeah, she's in... Yeah, what do I know her from? Mad Men. That's what I know her from. Yep. She's so good. They're all... The acting is so great in this movie. And just the the way they do the um, the demon stuff in the movie, uh, where... This is basically about a... I guess it's a possession movie set in a girl's boarding school. But um, spo- I guess, spoiler, if you haven't watched the movie, the we do see a, a the shape of a creature. And it is so unnerving and creepy. I don't know why, but there's no loud, stringy, jump-scary music to it, and you just see this shadow with horns. And, like, to me, like, that's what I would think old Scratch would look like. Just this beast with horns that you can't really see. It's just this black... Oh, it's creepy. Yes, it is. Um, And this is another movie of Like the Witch that uh, I actually kind of consider this to be in the same... Realm of the Witch, as far as abandon hope, all ye who enter with this movie. There is nothing good that happens in this movie, just like the Witch. And I, I love movies that are like that. They just, they double down on the shit's going to go from bad to worse, and then roll credits. And that is this movie. Yes, it is. Very oh, much it's, so. Satan's anyway. daughters and shit. That's what this yes, is like. That's yeah, and and even like. I'm not sure if you remember. I'm going to spoil like the ending here because it stuck. With, it just sticks with me how not only is this she a possessed, murderous teen girl that gets exercised, she still is in love with what I consider to be the devil, and then she murders, uh, like she murders the parents of the girl that she murdered in school, like a year later after she breaks out of a mental institution, um, and then she goes back to. Get repossessed. She wants to get possessed again by this, by Satan. So she goes back to the boarding school and the boiler room is now cold, which means the devil, the devil is gone and she cries. She's distraught that it's so hardcore and like, wow, that's evil. I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, my butthole was puckered. It was evil. Um, but anyway, I loved it. So there you go. That was, if I would have watched that in October, that other than The Exorcist, that may have been my favorite movie of the month. I blind bought that one on your review, and I haven't. I've only watched it once, and that's not an every year movie for me. But I will definitely keep it in the collection. Check it out again sometime. Good because that would be a hell of a double header with The Witch, and that oh, you might have to go yeah. watch like Swiss Family Robinson or something to yeah. cheer up. Well, and it helps that it's, they're so well made, like The Witch and this. They're so well made and well acted that you're you know you're legit invested in the characters and what's going to happen, and then it just goes. Worse to worse to worse to worse. And in fact, now that I think about it, uh, that was another thing that Haxon touched on uh, was witches, uh, how they become witches or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is straight out of the witch. Like how, uh, oh, what's her name? Thomason. How Thomason becomes the witch in the end. I'm like, that's, oh. they're talking about that stuff in Haxon. So I'm like, I'm sure that these directors got some of their info for making their movies from that movie. But anyway, I'm see, I get all, I get all, Oh, you're good. You're good. Jacked up on horror stuff. This is, this is me. You talking about horror, me talking about Terminators. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I want to I want to talk about this other movie here real quick. Uh, it's another Shutter movie, and All right. I, last last one, then we're gonna wrap up. Yep. Okay. Um, Gwen. Uh, so I'm gonna have to reference The Witch again on this one. 2018, because I, I had heard that the, some reviewers were comparing it to The Witch, and I'm like, well, I have to watch this. Uh, it's very art housey. It's basically about this mother and her two daughters that are on a countryside. And, um, bad things just continually happen to them. And the dad is off at war and the townspeople don't like him. And you find out why, um, this is kind of like the witch, but without any, anything at all, remotely supernatural, very depressing, but so beautifully shot and so well made and well acted that I was like, how, how is how is this going to end? And this is another one like the Black Coat's Daughter and the Witch where it goes from bad to worse and then roll credits. But because, I think because there was no supernatural entity in this, it made it just like, oh, damn, that was depressing. And it wasn't like like in Black Coat's Daughter. I'm like, holy shit, that was, that's scary and evil shit. This was just, well, shit, I guess people are evil and assholes and awful and roll credits. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was still very, very good. I don't know if you would like it. But it was, man, it was so beautifully shot. Much like The Witch. It just, it looked great. The acting was great. And you really, really felt for these people that are in this situation. Right. Especially the teen daughter, which her name's Gwen. She was the star of the movie. And great acting. I mean, that's, what she did is hard to pull off. I was really invested in her character and I, I felt so bad for her. And for me to feel bad for a teenage girl in a horror movie, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen that often, but it happened here. So it was... They have to be a pretty likable character. They can't be a, yes. just a total wench. Yeah. But, um, man, I'll tell you, Shudder is just knocking it out of the park. I, there's a couple more that I'll review maybe next episode that have been duds, but uh, there's a reason why... It feels like Shudder is trying to get as many of these smaller movies that are legit good, um, while Netflix just... The, the shit gets... The manure just gets shoveled over there. But they are curating, like... <laughs> a lot more quality horror movies. So it's for me, it's well, well just, worth the, again, that's just your, horror. if you'd watch other genres, they got some sci-fi stuff over there that I'm looking forward to checking out. Oh, he's just looking at me. Like I just started talking Cantonese. You're just like, huh? and there goes what? all of our, there goes all of our Cantonese listeners. Actually, I probably should cut that out since we have so many Indian listeners. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, do they actually have some science fiction over there? I know they have a mini like a French science fiction miniseries on there. Yeah, they got the, that time trap movie I want to check out. And, uh, I mean, I went through my queue the other day and cleaned out a bunch of stuff. But uh, there, there is a bunch of stuff in there like, oh, I bumped that up. I got to check that out. Dolomite is my name. You know, that, yeah. they're doing some good work over there. Yeah, and not, uh, not for you horror freaks, though. Yeah, but no. That's now, got... what, when does the Scorsese movie come out? Uh, I don't Netflix? know. Everybody's, like, talking about it. And I'm like, come oh, on, no. let's go. I want to watch it. You know, it's like three hours long. Oof. Now, that should we both agree that should just that shouldn't be a roulette? We should probably both just... Yeah, that, yeah. Because I'm going to watch that immediately. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not that throwing you, you that as a roulette. If you throw it okay. my way as a roulette, that, like, whatever, I'm going to watch it, so... Same here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Trainer, oh no, 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 Trainer, oh no,
Oh, 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 oh. oh, well, welcome, movie freaks, to an emergency uh, film review. That's that's what we're doing here, if we even get to it. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, I want a bitch. I want a bitch. I uh, I tried to call you on Skype 20 minutes ago, but uh, double-click Skype doesn't open. Double-click Skype, nothing, just sits there. Like, huh. Finally, it gets to open, and it goes, oh, call Eugene. Mm, I think you should download updates. Oh, so I download updates uh. and I was like, huh, okay, that took way longer than normal. Then, uh, call Eugene. Eh, click. <laughs> also, the, it gets the, like, it finally was restarting itself after I downloaded the updates and then it sits down there in my taskbar and it's blinking orange like, hey, you got Skype open. Do you know you have Skype open? You should, you, you know, it's open. So you go click on it, then it minimizes itself, motherfucker, and then you click on it again so that it brings it back up, and then it's, ah, now I'm, now I'm loading. Now I got the little dial loading, loading, uh-huh. loading. I, um. <laughs> How are you? Oh. I, my eyes probably say it all, right? No, oh, your whole face and head. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you got run over. I and, did. I and did. You're, you're wearing an afghan or something, I think. Oh, it's a warm cozy. <laughs> oh, it's uh I there's like there literally was not any Skype device that that showed that you were calling, not one. I got no notification. It was nothing. Oh, it's because it wasn't because uh updates, you see. Yeah. Oh, I uh, I should not even mess with mine. I'm afraid that if I do anything it'll it'll say, "Oh, you've got an update too. Hold on." <sighs> anyway, the reason that we're doing this today, this is going to sound weird probably in the podcast, but whatever, is we've been stacking episodes and we, we got kind of a timely review to get squeezed in here. And so I said, hey, why don't we just get together and we'll review this movie and, and plop it in where it's uh, it better fits for the release date. And that movie is... A documentary called Maserati, A Hundred Years Against All Odds, starring legendary British racing driver Sterling Moss and former F1 world champion and English Grand Prix motorcycle road racer John Surtees. Uh, And yes, we were fortunate enough to get a screener of this film. It comes out November 18th, which is a couple days after this pod will drop. And it will be available on Amazon, Fandango, and Vimeo On Demand. And obviously, we would not be pimping it so hard if it was a shitty movie. But at least on my end, this was not a shitty movie at all. This was a really good documentary. And it's not without fault, in my opinion. I I have a couple of issues with it. Uh, (laughs) One of which is... They're trying to convey a hundred years worth of information. And so in the process of doing so, it's, they're almost throwing so much at you so fast. It's almost hard to retain it. Yeah. Uh, And that's not necessarily a negative because a lot of documentaries drag it out and give you little bits along the way. Oh, well then on this day, he went and did this. And this movie is not like that. It's, it's. And then he did this, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this, and you're just jumping like year to year to year to year to year. Like we're trying to get as much information into your brain as humanly possible. Uh, so I was never bored 
throughout this thing. I wish we had spent a little more time in the modern era because those modern Maseratis are just... Holy crap, are they the shit. Why am I not seeing more of these cars in film? Is it that hard to get them licensed or... or they're gorgeous. They're, they're amazing. And I would be so much more impressed with this kind of car in a, uh, a Bond or a Mission Impossible film than what have they been running lately? It's been uh, Audis and Ast- Lexuses. No, and- Aston Martin was uh, the, Dan- the Daniel Craig series has the Aston Martin. Before that, it was uh, BMW with uh, Pierce yeah, Brosnan. Right. What, is, what has it been with uh, Mission Impossible? Oh, what are those? Audis? Um, there, there's been Audis in there, I think. Yeah, I think I think lots of Audis in uh, Mission Impossible, and then they have even some exotic, like, Lamborghini. But yeah, I, you never see Maseratis in uh, in movies, and they're gorgeous. The new ones are so nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Anyway, I totally dug the doc, and I think everybody should check it out. Uh, what about you? What do you think? I agreed. I, 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 everything you said, I, I thought that... Uh, it was very interesting. I had no idea that there was that much racing history with this car company. I just thought, okay, this is, um, with all of these, especially the European cars, it seems, you know, like the uh, uh, Bugattis and the Porsches and Ferrari, all those, they, there was a racing heritage. And Maserati, I didn't know that. I did not know that they were that steeped in racing history and now i guess the the more recent uh cars it, it kind of like you said it ended a bit abruptly once we got to the modern era cars that are just so nice and they're like oh and by the way there's a ferrari engine in in these things roll credits i'm like whoa what oh that's cool like okay let's expand more on that how what's the uh partnership with uh, ferrari because ferraris are that's those are awesome I mean, well but it was their rival throughout most of the film yeah uh, well, and uh, it seemed like in the very beginnings, uh, their biggest rival was the Alfa Romeo. They talked a lot about Alfa Romeo, and it, all of those cars, like, I don't know, they all are trying to one-up each other, which is, I guess, how what you get over here with Ford and Chevy and all that stuff. Oh, just our cars are disgusting compared to those. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they're, just a, they're in a completely different class. Yeah. The racing history, though, was was really fascinating. Like, I'm not a huge racing buff or anything like that, but I I do kind of dig racing history. If you, you know, listen to the podcast, and you know I watch all these racing uh, movies. Like, uh, uh, oh, was that last one? Was it Chris Hemsworth? Um, that Was it Ron Howard made? Oh yes, what was that called? I forget, but that was a good. It was a good, damn good movie. And there's a lot of that history in in this doc as well. But even way before that time, we're, we're talking way back in the day. And I was surprised to learn that with those weird rocket type cars with the real exposed wheels that you know they go racing around in, I was surprised how fast they went because the whole time they're showing them, you're like, wow, they're what hitting seventy, <laughs> and they're like, no, no, this thing's going 150 miles an hour. It's like. Holy shit. Okay, that's a death box. You you were right It is, and they're just tiny little tubes yeah, with yeah. four wheels. <laughs> they sure don't look like they're going that fast, but damn. Yeah. You know, I also uh I one thing that I had no idea about was their logo, and now it makes perfect sense when you find out oh that's the uh the Trident. Yeah. Like the uh, I'm like, "Whoa, the Neptune or the I, it was inspired by the uh Fountain of Neptune." Uh, I'm like, or you remember that when yeah, they were talking yeah, about yeah. the? Uh, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, there's the yeah, that's the trident, and you know, all of a sudden my mind shifted to Aquaman, or yeah, Aquaman, and <laughs> uh, but oh, it's cool that just when you watch documentaries like this, and 
for yeah, Maseratis are cool cars. I've but but now you're like, oh, so it's it was a race car and yachts and a whole aquatic thing, and their cars are named after aquatic things. That's so right. cool. I had I had no idea. And I always loved um, them in the old Bond movies when they did pop up. But now, it, like especially after this doc, it feels like they're just they're they're even more desirable to me because they're just rarer. Like everybody's got a Ferrari kind of thing, but who do you know has got a Maserati? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're sweet. They, yeah, they are cool. Uh, I, again, I I was I was expecting this to be um, like a bit of history about the car company, and then here's where they're at now, and here's what's going on now, and it was very much a very tail end of the documentary. Here's where they are now, uh, but the whole way through, I was interested. I would I would have easily. I would have easily watched another 20, 30 minutes of the car company as it is now, and maybe even what they're looking to do in the future. Like, what are some future model ideas that they're going to be working on? Um, yeah, so. it, it did kind of feel like uh, the original cut of this film was five hours long, and they just had to get it cut down. And one of the things that hit the cutting room floor was more of the modern stuff to mm. really pay attention to the as the title says, 100 years against all odds, the 100-year history of the car company. So they backloaded, you know, they paid more attention to that stuff and then cut more of the modern stuff. That's the yeah. way it felt to me. Uh, you know, you got to keep them, uh, these kinds of docs to a certain length. But I agree. I, I would. Can we see a part two where we're dealing more with the modern and going into the future? That's that's what I want. Yeah, yeah and like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea how their sales are compared to other exotic cars or at least other European cars over there. Where do they fall in line with the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, like like Mercedes? Where, where do they fall in line with that stuff? And actually, I I had to think when they were talking about World War II and how that slowed things down for them. That had to slow things down for all automakers, you'd think, especially over there. I'm like, what about Germany? What was going? Like, yeah, it probably that, didn't slow Germany down. I, so I would imagine that back then, like the BMWs, uh, Mercedes, Porsches, anything built in Germany, I, I just, I made me think about that. Like, I wonder how auto manufacturers, what happened during the World War, you know, during World War II. We hear a bit about what happened to Maserati, but I'm kind of curious how it affected the other car makers over there. Yeah, the German ones, it depends. If they started making uh, vehicles that were involved in the war, it probably didn't slow them down too much. Yeah. Uh, but they probably weren't making, you know, race cars. Or, yeah. Or, I don't know. Unless they were for the Fuhrer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this was, um, boy, it just seems like like the best cars come from Italy and Germany and I guess France. I don't know. Just I've always liked European cars. No, and so does your dogs. It goes right with the theme of this whole episode that I'm editing anyway, dude. It, it's, it's a <laughs> disaster. Um, yeah, I agree. Shut the fuck up! I agree, and it's... uh, But there's also the other side of it that they're not necessarily always making practical vehicles either. I mean, Ferrari, what's the joke about Ferrari? They come with their own mechanic. Oh, probably, Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they... they, An oil change is $20,000. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, race cars, one thing... Practical, another. But then, on the other hand, then you got BMW that does make practical cars. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I did notice, uh, I, I did a little research on the director, Philip Selkirk. 
and uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of directing credits. Uh, his first one was a TV documentary, uh, Castro, from 2003, and then he's got some other... They're all actually documentaries that he directed. However, he's been a producer on some interesting movies. House of the Dead and Alone in the Dark being two of them from... Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll. And so I just... What an interesting... What an interesting uh, filmography. I'm like, that is quite random. Quite yeah, random. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> and, and the thing is, I'm, I'm a defender of House of the Dead. I thought that was a fun movie. I, it's just, that, those were the last movies that I, oh, and also Blackwood, stu- uh, directed by Uwe Boll. So he, him and Uwe Boll, I guess were, anyway, it's, after there that, he's go. like, he's like, fictional movies are hard. I'm gonna make documentaries. Documentaries, so it, <laughs> so it goes. Yep. But uh, that was that was good. I uh, I loved the narration, by the way. The uh, yep. The let's see, who was? I'm not sure who the narrator was, but uh, very. It fit with the brand of car. It it was kind of that movie high guy s- tone. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, let's get Charlie Sheen to narrate this thing. <laughs> It was, there was a, a level of class there, much yep. like the automobile they were talking about. Yep, I agree. Okay, we gotta wrap this up. It's gonna make the episode way too long. Again! Okay. We found a way to make it long again. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Maserati, 100 Years Against All Odds, it will be available November 18th. Amazon, Fandango, Vimeo On Demand. Go rent it, check it out. It is a pretty damn good documentary. Uh, anything else you want to add for that, sir? Nope, nope. That was a fun watch, and uh, best of luck for any other documentaries that this crew is going to make. I would watch them. Yeah, me too. All right. And we're out. All right. Well, good. Yeah, what else are you... Or is that it for you coming soon? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dogs and kids and wife's up now, and uh, it's just chaos. It's okay. Good. The dog hears somebody coming down, and he wants out. I'm watching stuff on Netflix. I've got some VHS tapes I'm still trying to clean off my shelves here. And I really need to attack my Blu-ray shelf because it's too full and I can't fit anything on there. And, you know, well, you saw that stack of pictures or that picture I sent you, the stack of DVDs and Blu-rays I got from uh, Dollar Tree. Yes. Those were all brand new, all sealed. That Lady Blood Fight, it's on Netflix, but it's... uh, it's it's not on film aficionado. So oh I'm really? Have to, yeah, I'm gonna have to go register a new movie on there, which is a tremendous pain in the ass. But that's odd that that, that wouldn't be on there. I know, but maybe I'm the only idiot in the world that bought it. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm trying to trying to see over there what else what else I got. I don't know, just lots of shit. That's what I know. Lots and lots of shit. And I'm I'm gonna. I'm, Kind of feeling a Star Wars kick coming on too. Me too. I was that. De- now you're getting into my coming soon. <laughs> I, so might be Solo. It will probably be first up, even though I've already watched that thing like two or three times. But damn, it gets better every time I watch it. It's great. Yeah, we're gonna probably start with Solo and then Rogue One, and then we're gonna do Force Awakens and Last Jedi, leading up to uh, Rise of Skywalker. And do you have your tickets yet? I do. You, you do. Yeah. Yep. We'll be waiting. I mean, I won't be waiting. I won't be in the theater, but I'll be watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's an opening weekend. I've said it before. Just that that way I can really get immersed with the obnoxious crowd around me. Yeah, 
I might actually go see if, if Doctor Sleep is up yet, because that's how it was with Terminator. That was up a week before it came out. Well, yeah, uh, Doctor Sleep. They did a sneak preview on Halloween night of that, so it's been it's played and it's yeah. getting stellar reviews. Yeah, it is. Might be watching that tonight. <laughs> oh, there you go. Cool. We'll see. Um, hey, I, I uh, before I completely fell fast asleep drinking hand last night. Uh, wife and I were watching Willy Wonka and the Charlie. Well, <laughs> wow, you really didn't make that sound any less pedophile-y. Oh, well, Willy Wonka's got a Charlie factory. Willy Wonka in the Charlie factory. My office smells like garlic farts. Good uh, how, God. how far are you into it? Uh, well, I, we got about a half hour into it, and then all of a sudden, a half hour later, she's waking me up saying the Oompa Loompas are on or something like that, and I'm like, I, we're done. I missed a half hour. Let's go to bed. I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> So, um, thus far, I'm going to be honest, I really like the Tim Burton one, but I've only seen that, and I've seen it like ten times. But the first half hour of this one is the worst part of the movie. It starts slow, the kids run around the streets, the grandparents in bed, it's boring. Once you get into the building, once you get to Gene Wilder, who's the star of the movie, that's when it gets good. And there's a a creepy boat ride you don't want to miss. Okay, because I literally, like, I remember... Uh, Gene Wilder shows up, and then all of a sudden, I was darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything before that is the boring part. After okay. Gene Wilder is you, you can't take your eyes off of him. Yeah. Well, that's true this of him is, in about any movie, but especially yeah. that one. The, my wife is still surprised. She's like, "Are you sure you've never seen this movie?" And I'm like, "I, I don't remember anything about this movie at. I have never seen it. I, the Tim Burton one, I've seen that countless times, but this never. I know I've never seen this movie, but this." It's following quite similar to with the Burton one. No, the Burton one's following similar with that one. <laughs> oh, well, I guess. <laughs> Splitting well, hairs. I got, I got it on VHS somewhere. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to probably finish that one up tonight. I'm sure it's going to be... I, I, I trust you. I'm sure that after that first half hour, it's going to be... Oh, Wilder makes it. He kills it. He's so funny. And that boat ride is a straight horror show for 30 seconds. Like, is it, you is, literally are in a horror movie for 30 seconds. Cool. Is, is again, I literally, he probably spoke a couple lines and I was asleep. But does Johnny Depp, is his, is it at all similar or is Johnny Depp no. completely? Okay. He, he looks like a pedophile. A creepy yes. weirdo. And <laughs> Gene Wilder does not act that way. He seems like a maybe a shut-in and kind of creepy weird guy because he's not around anything but Oompa Loompas, but he's hilarious. And he's disturbing. But not in a I'm gonna touch your children way. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. That's what's right. That's what's coming away. soon. Yep. Alright. Right. I'll see you next week. Alright. See ya. Bye. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.